Welcome to season two of Motivate Me, a show where we interview people who have incorporated a passion into their lives in order to inspire you, my fellow motivators, to do the same. This is Motivate Me, and I'm Lynette Renda. One thing they will never take from me, what's that? On the yes, thank you. I need a prayer list. Oh, I like those sandals, Michaela. Those are pretty. Thank you. Really cute. Um, yes, we. And this is really this is kind of our downtime right now. This is what we do in our downtime. So when we came here, I was like, three nights to regroup, regroup, relax, get work done, visit, of course, but you know we're interviewing for the podcast, the documentary, trying to film ourselves. And um, I really wanted Mike and Ken's and John to meet us here because I thought it'd be a great opportunity for us to regroup and get another perspective once we started, get a week in on the trip and then Mike's gonna be editing the documentary. So getting his feedback, getting some extra hands to help us get extra footage. Like even let's say us driving, you know what I mean? stuff like that so it's a lot and you know bottom line is who am I who am I right when they're in them yeah <laughs> just come up with this idea and say let's do it hey let's start a talk show and then let's just go on a 50 state tour with it that's pretty much it and oh let's do a movie and hire myself an assistant and a camera operator and go is that crazy that's what I'm all about. I mean, that's like what my whole topic of my show is about, is designing your own life. And you can do that in whatever way works for you. You did it. You did it using your religion. You changed your whole life. You found something that you love, and it changed your whole life. You, you, you made friends that you never had before. You're, you're involved in all sorts of things that brighten your life. Mom did the same thing by choosing to go back to work later in life. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? We all make the decision, but it's so many times I think people, and I know I did it, I waited for the world to tell me what I should be doing. You know what I mean? Like, I waited, I don't know, I just, I think this is what I'm supposed to be doing. You know what I mean? Instead of saying, what would I love to do? You know, what would be awesome to do? And then once I made that decision of what would be awesome in my perspective to do and I just went with it like I just I gained a whole new perspective I always did things right well I remember a couple times one I remember sitting by the pool in your old house and I remember sitting in the chairs and I remember you saying I want to write a novel and look at you and I did it and I wrote did it. two of them I have never and seen them. We've always said you've always yet. said you wanted to be a talk show host. I right? I, yes. That was always the joke. Yeah. Like, what do you want to be? I want to be Oprah. I know. I've always thought of you being that. So I mean, the cool thing about it 
is if you can decide that you want to do something and in this day and age you can just do it we have with the technology the ability to do it and the thing that's weird about you know what is most weird about that is you remembering that you will be very surprised by this I always said I wanted to be a talk show host but then I became a teacher and a writer and I and I really enjoyed that and I was like you know kind of the want to do that is gone like you know I'm older now whatever and then I went to through a coaching program and what happened was I was going to do a free call through my website for my website members once a month and decided I would air it since it would be recorded as a podcast once a month because why not I could maybe get more coaching clients and visibility from that so I started listening to more podcasts and then what happened was I said you know what I love this podcast thing I could probably coach more people from afar if I interviewed people who had done it and then let people listen and take what these people have done and apply what works for them to their own lives because that's what coaching is coaching is just helping people create their own plans and then holding them accountable to do it not everybody has the money for coaches not everybody plans to act right now and you know me being from New Jersey that would drive me crazy to talk to somebody I don't care how much you're paying me an hour to talk to somebody every every week and they're not doing anything about it right that would drive me nuts so I figured this way I wouldn't have to get angry about it <laughs> do it or don't right because really I'm mean, bottom line it's up to you so that's exactly what what how my show started and here's what's the craziest part Tracy is that I started my show on the premise that I just wanted to help people do all of that, but I never thought of it as a show per se, and I never thought of it as a talk show. I just thought of it as a podcast. I'm just interviewing people and putting these interviews up. It took me, I swear to God, months for me to realize, wait a second, this is a talk show. I have a talk show, but I didn't even, because I was so focused on what I'm trying to achieve. And I still don't feel like, oh, I'm going around and I'm doing these talk show interviews. But I am. That's exactly what I'm doing. But my intention is so focused on what I'm trying to accomplish that I just don't see it quite like that. Maybe it's because I've never seen a, a talk show with this focus. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yep. Yep. You're the next Barbara Walters. Oh, you think so, Mom? Yep. The next Barbara Walters. <laughs> I just love listening to everybody's stories because can take a piece out of something that's not even related to what you would be interested in but you can take pieces of it and apply it to your life Mm -hmm. that's what I like that's the goal that was my goal and that was my only goal and I even realized that like I said that it was a talk show was really that's exactly what I was trying to achieve makes me really happy because I know that I have some people in my life who are super honest you know you're one of them. Mackenzie is another. Although Mackenzie is a, she has great feedback and insight, but she's not my target audience. Like she is probably not somebody who would, you know, find as much value. Some shows she does, but in general, you know, my target audience is people who I wouldn't even know how to how to truly describe them, but people with like who need to hear what's going on in others people other people's lives people who have a sense of compassion empathy like for others and want to bring that into their own lives i really i can't totally explain the type of person who needs me but i know that there are so many mhm especially this thing 
Yeah. They're all lost. They just don't know which way to turn or who to go to. And like I say, like she said, you can listen to one of those, find that maybe what you're looking for. And just meeting the people on there, and there's a few that are on there that I follow on Facebook now. Yeah, I see that, yeah. which is awesome. And I'm like, I, it's just people that really spoke to me, and so. That's awesome. Yeah. And that's the point of the, the private Facebook group, right, is to, I, that, everything has evolved out of need. Like, I wasn't, I never thought, oh, I want to have a private Facebook group. What I thought was, well, where's the closure here? You know, you had these people speak to everybody, and I just felt like it was dangling. I wanted to just gather everybody together so we could post, because we're like-minded people, and everybody has value to everybody. I wanted, I wanted a casual environment for my guests to be able to hang out with my listeners. Mm-hmm. My listeners be able to reach out to my guests in a casual way, you know? and just begin to interact and formulate relationships. And that's happening a little bit. I, that takes time to really get that kind of group going. And with everything that I'm doing right now, like it makes me really happy when people post or comment on their own because I can't be doing it all anyway. I don't, I don't feel I should be. This is a place for everybody else. It's not just like, I mean, if you look at the back of my book and you read the acknowledgments in the back of my book, it says, this, this book is not about me. This podcast is not about me. It's not. It's about my guests and it's about my audience. You know, what can you guys do for each other? And that's what I'm trying to do. That's why I don't feel like this is a talk show. It's not about me. And when I think of talk shows, I always think of the host. But it's not about me. And I also like it because I feel like you're right there with me, even though you're so far away. Like Mm -hmm. I can put you on when I go to bed at night and Aww. you put me not that your show puts me to sleep but <laughs> I go to sleep do. with you every yes, night you do I love that I'm never alone <laughs> I love that I love it did you listen to today's episode with you guys on mm-hmm. it I did I haven't yet did Michaela listen no hasn't Michaela you're a star people yes, all over the world so are listening to you global audience so now that makes me super happy and the fact that you guys support me makes me like there's nothing else I want in my life right now than to feel that just think of all the things you've been since I've known you all the things I've done since you've known me mom (sighs) I know when Nina got up when my sister went Nina got up to talk at the send-off party it was great. I mean, it could have been better. The weather was horrible, but the people that came, and my, you know, my nephew's band ended up getting yeah, signed yeah. for a national tour. So he calls me the day before, and I'm like, the day before, whatever. So John was like, let's um, dust off Wired for Sound and do karaoke. So that was pretty neat. And then, um, which was challenging because a we had one songbook that then John didn't bring. I set it right next to everything exactly, so we didn't even have a songbook with us. But it was. It was funny, and the people, like, you would know some of the people. Dawn was there, Ruth was there, Pam and Jill. You would know them. And um, they were so happy and just beaming and recording and taking pictures. And they were just so into it that it could have been ten of us there, and and I would have been okay because they were that happy about it. Even my crew, the girls were like, you know, wow, those people 
really enjoyed themselves. They were so happy, and I said, yeah, that, that was great. So sorry, you were talking about Nina. Oh, so Nina got up and, sa and said, and mom will appreciate this, and my parents would say the same. Nina said, I knew that I was going to get up and say something at this send-off party. So I was sitting there sucking on some gobstoppers. And she said it was morning. So I was sitting there in the morning, sucking on some gobstoppers. Totally Nina, right? Big kid. Here it is morning, mother of four sucking on gobstoppers. And she said, and I'm like, you know, Lynette's like a gobstopper. <laughs> and I'm looking at her like, oh, I know exactly where this is going. And she's so right. And she went on to say, you know, she's got many layers, many different flavors. You never know which flavor's coming next what she's going to do next, what she's going to say next. And she said, but that's what's so awesome about her. That's what makes her fun and interesting and fun to be around and, and her wit. And she just talked about that I am as amazing as gobstoppers because I'm always doing different things and reinventing myself. And, you know, I wonder, because I think while I'm driving on this road trip, how did I get that way? Like, what makes me that way versus other people? You know, Chelsea is just like me like that. Um, Cassie, Cassie is, has been focused for a very long time on what she's doing. But um, Chelsea is just like me, and she's got many different layers and levels and, you know, stripes and colors um, that she's traveled through, too. But I don't know what makes me like that and other people not. Do you? You got nothing? You're a seeker. Just, I'm a seeker? Just the way you are. You're seeking out everything, which is good in life. That gives you a lot of knowledge. Really you know what I have realized? And you don't is, get bored. Right. No, I can't. I can't get bored because I'm always like, hey, I think I'll try that. Um, the thing is, though, it's it all seems so random. It always seemed so random to me, but now I know better. It's really not random. Because if you look at everything that I've done, there's a common thread. And everything I've done has given me the skills and the experience, the network of people to move forward with what I'm doing now because I have come to realize that your purpose in life is not a role that you play. And I say that on the show all the time. It is not a role that you play. Like we could look at all the different roles I've played, right? I went to nail school, I got my real estate license. I was in retail. I had a karaoke business, you know, I was a teacher all of these things, but, but in the end, it all aligns with my true purpose, which really is about lifting people up, helping people, improving their lives, even nails, even real estate, improving people's lives. Like, it's just really weird because it all does seem so random, but it's not random at all. part of the plan yeah that's right and Your I feel purpose. like and you have a lot more path to go on yeah I wonder where it's all gonna lead me but I know that what I'm doing now is an investment in that future I know that I I don't know what this same path would look like if I didn't have John in it um, because obviously I think we're meant to, to do our paths, but it's going to, you know, you're going to live your purpose, but it's going to look different depending on the choices you make in your life. And I know that John plays a huge role in that. And he has, you know, he's the one who pushed me out of the school building. He's like, you're done. You're not happy. And 
you have more to offer than to be somewhere where you're not happy. You know, you can, if this is what you love, because I'm saying, you know, I had these ideas and I went through this coaching program and he was like, if this is what you love doing and you think you can make a business being a coach and we weren't even talking podcast yet, he's like, then that's what you have to do. And then the podcast thing evolved from that. But he pushed me out, out of that door. You know the time that I realized that you needed a change? When? The time that on the Facebook I would see I'm having a terrible migraine. And I said to myself that Lynette needs to change. When, yeah, well, migraines. I, I saw too on Facebook that you weren't the person you would change. Like you kind of became introverted. Like you weren't weren't you yeah you know why that was is because people are stopping you well because as a teacher like your whole personality is stifled like you're not allowed to be yourself that's right you know what i mean that you're supposed to be um and the the reality is teachers are people too and you were being controlled by the kids and the parents no true yeah and my job so it really it was i did have to find myself again after teaching to tell you the truth because i I had to, you know, I went from a karaoke business at a bar to teaching in a school. And of course you need to set great examples, which I, I am all about that too. But I think there is a line of still being yourself. So, and I was very weighted down by lesson plans and testing and grading. And it was just crazy. And that, that's where it sucked all the fun out of my life because... I could see it. Because I didn't mind the testing and the planning and the grading when I had time in my classroom to do what I wanted with my kids. Uh-huh. And because that I enjoyed, you yeah. know? And I I could see it. I thought, well, that change that you're, you deserve better. You were being pulled down. I felt that way. Yeah. And then when, when I found out that you would turn to a different career, I thought, that's what you needed. Yeah. Not that you weren't a good teacher. No, I love, and, and if I was never a teacher, I wouldn't have the skills and the experience to do what I'm doing right now because teaching is one of the hardest jobs in the world. It truly is. The amount of work mm-hmm. that goes into teaching, the amount of patience. Oh, yeah. M- Mackenzie came to bring your child to work day and saw one of my kids and saw the way I responded. The child left the room and Mackenzie looks at me and she goes, you would never, never respond like that at home. I was like, obviously not. You ever do that and you're dead. (laughs) Visit our website, MotivateMePodcast.com for links to all of our social media, for our Motivate Me YouTube channel where we're posting video of our trip and for an application to be on the show. There is also Motivate Me merchandise on our site, as well as the ability to contribute a tank of gas or more to our road trip if you so desire. There are 191 episodes in season one, and season two is going to consist of the journey my crew and I experience as we travel around each of the 50 states interviewing people about passion. When we return, those episodes will air and that will be season three. So let us take you on this journey and let us motivate you to take action in your own life. If you enjoy this show, please subscribe and leave us a review on iTunes. This enables us to reach out to more of you. 
world keeps turning and I just keep moving along. 